Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. no one's demand but our own and from our home office here in the gulch in beautiful nashville tennessee it is the 615 sessions brought to you by a to z sports and a to z sports nashville.com buck rising here with you happy to be here with you on this thursday as we get ready for memorial day weekend otas underway at st thomas sports park and in honor of that we will have titans wide receiver Corey davis on today's program. That'll be our lone interview. We're going to talk about mentoring A.J. Brown, Game of Thrones, movies, because I've been told uh, that he's a little bit of a cinephile. Uh, So we look forward to chatting with Corey later on in the program. Uh, We're also going to talk about my behavior on Twitter lately, (laughs) Uh, which sounds awfully self-involved. But if you've been listening to this long enough, you know that I'm self-involved. And a lot of you have been Uh, loud about how I've been acting on Twitter in regards to something that I did today, which was needlessly sideswipe somebody who probably didn't deserve it. Uh, But I have uh, a rationalization for the bad behavior. Um, And he pissed me off. (laughs) And uh, so if I can rationalize the bad behavior, that makes it okay, right? I think so. I don't know. You be the judge. We'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. But first... Titans wide receiver, Corey Davis. Back here on the 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Buck Rising here with you. Very excited to have Corey Davis, Titans wide receiver, on the line. My man, how we living? Yes, I'm living nice. Doing okay, doing okay. Everybody's back in the building over there at St. Thomas Sports Park. OTAs are underway. Marcus and Tannehill are out there throwing for us vultures to take pictures of and videos of so we can get clicks. Is there anything better, though, on social media right now, Corey, than Stephen A. Smith rants with the babyface Snapchat filter? Be honest with me. (laughs) That was was hilarious. (laughs) I'm telling you. That was one of the funniest things I've seen all week. I have not stopped watching the Lamar Odom rant where he's talking about who was on crack. I can't even. I'm not even going to try and do the who was on crack (laughs) thing because I can't be Stephen A. Nobody's as good. But I'm telling you, it has. Oh, my God. It has consumed so many useless minutes of my life that I'm not (laughs) going to get back. Do you watch any of those debate shows? Uh, I mean, not really, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if anything, I watch. I watch a little bit of Shannon Sharp, watch him and Undisputed, and uh, but not much though. You know. I I don't think. I mean, I think I think Fox kind of stumbled into an unintentional star with Shannon because there is. Yeah. I mean, he is he is unbelievable. Nobody's doing that on television. I I love the stuff, Corey. That that just causes chaos and 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 different. You know, it's just different. Shannon Sharp right. is different. On TV, and to see him up there, he's he's up there with a Hennessy bottle. He's got a black and mild in his mouth. He's Uncle Shannon. He's the best. Right. I'm like, man, this dude is hilarious. I'm watching him a little bit. No question. Uh, 
I've got a few football questions for you at some point, Corey. But speaking of viral things on social media, uh, your favorite TV show and mine, Game of Thrones, season finale last Sunday. Uh, give me yeah. your full evaluation of episode six, the way it ended. I'm I'm still kind of shook. It was it was. I mean, I did not know it was going to end like that. Honestly, it was kind of it kind of threw me off a little bit because I just feel like there was just a lot more that could have been done and honestly over overall the, the entire season was like they um they kind of rushed it so you, know, so you kinda, felt it, like they did did rush it yeah I, I felt like they rushed it i mean it was only six six episodes i and, mean um go ahead i'm sorry no you're good i mean it, it was six episodes but i mean i i still liked it you know it's still my favorite show but i just feel like they kind of rushed it a little bit Oh, no, I mean, it, it totally changed the way that I consume TV, Corey, and it, it ruined me uh, for it for, really every, for everything else because nobody else has, I mean, and people can make fun of the, of the of the wolves and the dragons and stuff like that, but the CG, I mean, that's a full feature-length film that we were watching oh, no doubt. every Sunday, and I, I appreciate the, the artistry in it, but I'm sitting there... To. I'm, and and spoiler alert, we're gonna we're gonna ruin the ending of Game of Thrones yeah. here real quick. I'm sitting there looking at Bran up up there on the throne, or not on the throne, yeah. I guess in 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 the wheelchair, King of the Se- or King of the Six Kingdoms, because the North isn't a part of it anymore. Right. Yeah, and I am course. so pissed off, Corey, at how it that is. ended because every literally everybody had a better story than Bran. Every scene that showed Bran just kind of irritated me, and yeah, that's the literally. guy that wins at the end. Like I'm not down for that. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, it's, I don't know. The, the show is real, real unpredictable. That's kind of one of the things I really like about it. Is you never know what's going to happen next. You never know who's going to die next or whatever it is. But Bran on the throne, that that threw me off. I felt like it was. And John, like his whole story behind him being a Targaryen, is like for no reason. Right. Like, like on, it, and it was never it was never addressed. Right. That goes back to the right. whole rushing thing. Like. Your boy just jumps on a dragon and nobody says anything <laughs> right. about it. And he's right. flying around right. killing people. And this Come is on. this is just something like we're going to turn the page and be over it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but overall, I love the love the series, love the show. It's still, a, still my favorite. I might rewatch it. I uh, I mean, I've I, it's kind of gross and it probably speaks to my lack of productivity, but I've seen <laughs> I've seen I've seen at least the first 6 seasons three times through like it's it's yeah, honest to god an too. addiction for me <laughs> me too and every time you watch it over you like you cut something that you've never seen before oh yeah i mean the detail on so it, much stuff the detail on it was incredible would you would you though Corey, sign the petition to get it remade the final season uh i don't i don't think i would i feel like that's kind of disrespectful to the to the entire show um like you said i mean you got to respect the art of everything and um, you know, just sound it's kind of disrespectful to the, the whole show. <laughs> the uh, the actress that plays Sansa said 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 the same thing, and I'm I'm I, I appreciate the, the the that the fans felt passionate enough right. about it to be like, right. hey, no mother bleeper, you're going to come out here and you're going to remake make this fifty million dollar an episode <laughs> show show or whatever the budget was because exactly. I wasn't happy with the ending. <laughs> right, they they put a lot of work into that. They put a lot of work into that. Oh, no, you got to appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I I do truly, I do, and I'm I'm sad to see it go. Do you have anything queued up? Like, is there anything that you're getting ready to binge, or something that you're in the process of watching right actually, now? Actually, I don't. Um, I'm trying to find a new show. I actually, me and my girl started this show called Society on Netflix. It's pretty good. I'm on like the fourth episode. What's, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Lay, but, lay um, out lay out the plot for me. Give me a, give me a. a it's a like. 
So there's a, a, a group of teenagers, like high school teenagers, maybe 200. They went on a field trip out of town and they're all rich. They all got money. Um, and they fell asleep on the bus. And then I guess they, something happened where they had to come back. Like the field trip got canceled. They came back to their town and everyone was gone. Like it was just them. Their parents were gone. They have no cell service. They can't dial 911. And there's like this odd smell. And um, they still don't know what's going on. So it's kind of like they have to ration their food. They have to find out who the leader is going to be and a whole bunch of stuff. But I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm going to keep watching to see how it goes. It sounds like it sounds like they just ripped off the 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 story from you do you ever read Lord of the Flies and Lord of the Flies? Yeah, that's exactly what I that was exactly what I was thinking. Exactly <laughs> that's right. That's really what it is. <laughs> I and, and I mean, I'm sure the, the the odd smell is a dead body. Spoiler alert. I have no idea. I've never seen society. Probably is. That's what I thought. <laughs> but I'll I'll check it out. It's on Netflix Society. Okay. Yeah. In all seriousness though, I got got to get one football question and or my bosses are going to try and fire me. Um <laughs> I had Harry Douglas on last week. I love Harry. Yeah. I know Harry, somebody who you're particularly close with, all of all of the young guys that were here when Harry was here, and I know uh, that you guys stay in contact. Um, and I was talking to Harry a little bit about, you know, how what what kind of advice that he was giving you guys. Now that I mean, you're you're officially a veteran, right? Like you're going to be yep. up on the podium. You don't have to deal yep. with us in in the scrum anymore. You can you can right. take questions as you like. Uh, but what what was the advice that Harry gave you heading into this year? Now that you're the veteran wide receiver mentoring a young guy, Harry is um, Harry's my guy. You know he he's someone I look up to tremendously. Harry's a real one, man. He, he's a, he's a real dude, and I I love that dude. He's like a brother to me. He um honestly overall he just told me how to be a friend. You know, step in every as soon as I got here he was he was a guy that I kind of leaned on and um you know I kind of went to for advice. He knows. He know. I mean, obviously, he's been in the game for a long time. He knows how to go about his business. Um, so he taught me literally everything from how to take notes to how to conversate with with the QB, how to conversate with coaches, and you know, how, just how to handle yourself off the field. Um, and he really, he really took me under his wing. And you know, I can speak for all these younger guys too. Taewon, um, he just he taught us a lot. Um, and you know, I can't really thank him enough. And to this day, he's still. He's still the guy that I call, you know, him or my brother. He's still the guy that I call when I need advice or, you know, when I'm struggling with something on or off the field. You know, he's always going to be there. He's always going to answer the phone. And, um, you know, that's my guy, no doubt. Yeah, I, I miss I miss his sense of humor. Like, Lawan's funny, but I miss Harry's sense of humor in there yeah. dearly, I'm <laughs> no sure. Doubt. I'm sure in the meeting rooms uh, it is the same way. Last one for you on the way out the door, A.J. Brown at the rookie premiere. He's got the Dolce yep. & Gabbana shades. He's got the gold chains. He's got the blue no on brown. blue uni. Uh, scale of one to ten, rate the drip. Oh, the drip was severe. The, s- the severe. severe. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I like the look. I like the look. He looked like you know Brown. He had the shades, the chain. I liked it. I I'm liked telling it. I you, it. I, like I got the drip that he's got bringing to the table. No doubt. You know, I know. I'm, I'm I'm supposed to be objective as a media member. Like I'm I'm not I'm not a Titans fan, but I saw that right. picture. I saw that picture of him swagging out amongst all the scared looking rookies. And I'm like, all right, right. This, this is the guy. I appreciate this man. Yeah, he's just being himself. That's what I respect about him. I like that. <laughs> he is Corey Davis, Titans wide receiver. You can follow my man on Twitter at DCDavis84. Corey, I appreciate you taking some time, dude. You're good, man. I appreciate you. No problem. Okay. Corey Davis, fun stuff. Didn't get as much time with him as I'd like, but hopefully uh, we were accommodating enough with the schedule that your boy will uh, will feel will feel the need to come back and do a little more pop culture talk. I've got a lot more questions. Uh, I want to talk to him about growing up in Chicago. He's he's an interesting guy. Your uh, your wide receiver one 
for the Tennessee Titans, and uh, I want to get to know him a little better, uh, and hopefully he will allow us to get to know him a little better here on the 615 Sessions. We will take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about my behavior on Twitter because it has been poor, and it's going to get super involved. Stick around. It'll be fun right here on the 615 Sessions, brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Okay, back here, 615 Sessions, Buck Rising, here with you. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of the Corey Davis interview. I did not get nearly enough time with him. I hope that he uh, that he did not hate that and did not think that we were wasting his time with the silliness of my questions. But like that, I just want, I want, I want these guys to have fun uh, when they come on. And I, I, this is, if I invite them as a guest uh, to be on my show, I'm not... I guess for context, I'm not here to talk about football with them on the 615 sessions. I do enough of that at practice, and if I need to talk about what happened in game situations and in practice situations and then relay that information to you, I'm 100% happy to do that. Uh, but within within the context of them being guests on the show, uh, I want them to have fun because I think they're better for you guys as the audience. My duty is to you all as the audience uh, when they're having fun. So I didn't want to ask him about Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota. And did you think uh, Tannehill's passes had more zip on them uh, than Marcus's did? Because you know, that's not what we're here to do. That's what practice is for. That's what the locker room is for. Uh, and then that is the time that we will relay that kind of information to you. But some of you would consider my methods soft, quote unquote, uh, according to Tresswin on Twitter. So this is the conversation that I've been waiting to have, the self-involved conversation that I've been waiting to have. Um, and this is uh, a result of something that the midday one, it seems a lot. Paul Kaharski texted me the other day and said, that I, bas- I basically should just call this show the midday 180 wrap-up show. Uh, but because content feeds other content, um, I saw a midday 180 poll on Twitter uh, from, that would be yesterday, so that's, Wednesday, when the Midday 180 tweeted that out, at Midday 180 is where you can follow the boys over on 104.5 The Zone, 10 to 2 uh, weekdays. So, poll for a future topic. Do you consider Nashville sports media, in general, to be soft? Now, based on, there's about five hours left in the poll, just under 2,000 votes. 67% of the audience, based on that poll, uh, believes that we, the Nashville media, are soft. Then... Uh, Tress Wynn, who is a high school buddy of Austin Stanley's, and he is the creator of Chat10Sports.com, the host of One on One with Tress Wynn, uh, is his podcast. Tress is somebody who lives in Chattanooga, uh, who knows Austin, uh, and who is who seems interested in Titans media, Nashville sports media. Uh, from a distance, from Chattanooga. And so Tress, quote, tweeted the Midday 180s poll and said, not naming names, but I had a Titans media member tell me to stop tweeting with Titans players because it runs the risk of pissing off, pissing off them off. That's a bad, that's just bad grammar on the part of Tress. Uh, runs the risk of pissing them off. I'm, I'm paraphrasing to make up for the poor grammar and making his job harder. Guess which I voted for. Uh, Tress is referring to me. Tress uh, is somebody who I follow because he, no, I don't know Tress. Uh, I met him, I believe, briefly 
at the uh, at the, at the where did I say? Oh, uh, the the F words pod meetup when they did the draft, uh, the draft show from Corner Pub. Tress was there because a bunch of people were who uh, came in town for the draft. Um, and Tress is somebody like the F words guys who's a Titans fan and and wants to get into media. Um, and and good on him. I, I I have to preface this by saying that I respect anybody who is trying to do their own thing on their own to try and get try and get into this business uh, because it's really, really goddamn hard, guys, uh, to break into sports media, especially in a market as small as Nashville, uh, where there's not as many media outlets to be a part of. Now, Tress is in Chattanooga, so that, that kind of disqualifies him uh, anyway, but he's, he's somebody who's interested in it, and I don't want this uh, to feel like I'm beating up on a guy Who's trying to who's trying to make a name for himself and do this? I I totally totally respect that. Uh, what I do not respect is what Tress does on Twitter uh, to to draw attention to himself and to make himself part of the conversation. That is not something at all that I respect. Um, so Tress is tweeting this. He's referencing me. I'm the media member uh, who asked him to stop tweeting with Titans players because it's not as simple as that. Um, he is alleging, based on that tweet, based on the way that I read his tweet, uh, that I was, I was telling him to stop tweeting all of the players because it runs the risk, quote, because it runs the risk of pissing them off and making uh, his job harder, his being me, Buck Rising. Um, and that's true, because what Tress was doing was he was agitating Darren Bates after rookie minicamp, rookie minicamp, the day that the Titans players and Coach Vrabel were made available to us. Paul Kaharski asked about Darren Bates and his marijuana uh, uh, situation because that was the first opportunity that we had to talk to Mike about it. That's the first time that we had the chance to get him on record uh, with his statement about Bates' situation. Tress on Twitter ta- is tweeting at Bates saying, because people are tweeting anytime Paul says anything about Bates, it's going to get noticed on Titans Twitter uh, we know this by now. This is an ongoing feud, and it's getting a little silly um, because nobody really cares, and it's not, it's not anything that's productive. But Tress uh, was tweeting at Bates, and I don't uh, forgive me, I, I should probably have had that tweet that he sent Bates in front of me. Um, but Tress said it was a joke, but what Tress was doing was agitating Bates and, you know, uh, causing problems where they didn't need to be, in my estimation. There are plenty of people who do this on Twitter. Tress is just somebody who I happen to follow because he's friends with Austin. Um, and and he's, he's DM'd me before saying he's trying to get in, trying to get in this business. And, and again, good on him. I, that's, that's not, I don't hold that against him by any means. This is not anything malicious. I, I drag people on Twitter for much, much less <laughs> than I did uh, to poor Tress. So Tress is saying, um, Tress is saying debates that, you know, don't you, and I'm paraphrasing here, so forgive me on that. Um, but essentially he was saying, he says as a joke, but don't you think it's funny that Paul, and I don't remember if he tagged Paul or not, but Paul Kaharski was asking Vrabel about you and your situation at rookie minicamp out of context. Um, that pissed me off. That pissed me off in a big way because Tress doesn't understand clearly how media works. As I stated before, that was our first opportunity to talk to Vrabel. That was the first opportunity that anybody had from the Titans organization uh, had made cu- public comment 
about Darren Bates' situation. The fact that Paul was the one that asked it is a credit to Paul because, honest to God, I think the rest of us forgot because it was about three weeks removed from the time that Terry McCormick of Titans Insider broke that story. The story stemmed from something that happened with Bates in February, uh, and it just wasn't top of mind with everything that was going on with the rookies. So credit to Paul for remembering to ask the question. Um, And then it became uh, a situation where I'm just telling him, hey, knock it off. Darren Bates is going to see your Twitter. He's going to look at your Twitter. He's going to see that you're somebody who is saying that he covers, or not not saying that he covers, um, that he is the creator of Chat10Sports.com, as I mentioned, and that Chat10Sports covers the Titans, the Braves, the Preds, the Vols, etc., etc. Darren Bates is not going to differentiate between you and me and Paul and whomever else is in the locker room on a regular basis except the difference between Paul and I and, you know, Teresa Walker and, and Luke Worsham and whomever else you can name in Titans media, Darren Bates isn't going to differentiate between you and us. Darren Bates doesn't recognize that you're not in Nashville. Darren Bates doesn't recognize that you're not a part of the regular Titans media core. Darren Bates is going to make that into a contentious situation in the locker room, and it's going to make everybody's life harder when it doesn't need to be. Uh, this is irritating to me for a variety of reasons, and people can call me soft for this, Um, And that's fine. I do my job differently than Paul Kaharski does his job. Paul Kaharski is excellent at his job. Paul breaks news. In fact, Paul's Paul's about the only news breaker outside of Jimmy who works for the team. Jimmy Wyatt works for the team. Paul's really good at that. Paul's been around. Paul's been with them since they moved from Houston. Paul has a lot more connections than a lot of us. For example, me, who, who landed here three years ago and was working overnights at a radio station and noticed that the radio station that I was working at didn't have anybody at Titans practice on a regular basis and didn't even have anybody at the press conference for the year, the year that they had two first-round draft picks with Adoree Jackson and Corey Davis and said, hey, don't you think it'd be a smart idea if we had somebody on a day-to-day basis to go cover practice? And that's how I landed absolutely unqualified in the Titans locker room three years ago and have learned on the job ever since. Uh, The locker room is a difficult place to navigate, as is. That is their sacred space. That is their safe space as players. I understand that that is not my place. I understand that I have 45 minutes to talk to these guys. I understand that it does not benefit me to pick fights uh, with these guys because there needs to be a productive working relationship between the media and the players. That doesn't mean that we, should be at, that we shouldn't be asking harder questions. It doesn't mean that we could not be harder. Uh, because I do, I do believe that it is a softer media market. But to allege that I'm soft because I would prefer to... Listen, if I'm going to rip a player's ass or a coach's ass on, on what was the radio when I was working in radio or now uh, in writing in print for A to Z Sports Nashville.com and on the podcast then I'm going to talk to the player or the coach beforehand in the locker room and say, hey, this is what I'm critical of. This is what I don't understand. Can you please help me understand what I'm supposed to be looking at before I make these judgments? That's a really difficult thing to do. It sucks to be in the locker room with Taylor Lewan, who's 6'7 and 300 pounds and wants to mother you to your face uh, because you've said something nasty about him on the radio. The point is, Taylor Lewan has the opportunity to get angry with me to my face, and that's the difference between Tress and I and Paul and whomever, whomever else. And like, so F-Words guys, right? F-Words pods, Music City Miracle, buddies of mine. They aren't in the locker room. They host a Titan-centric show. Mike Miracles, Mike Herndon does a really good job breaking down film. 
Mike isn't in the locker room. Those guys understand the relationship that we as the everyday media who are in the, who have access to these guys uh, need to have with these people in order to make sure that you all get the information and that it's not a players first the media thing like it is in politics today where you have uh, where you have people shouting fake news and, and making the media's life harder and rightfully so because there is a lot of fake news out there uh, but it doesn't need to be this needlessly contentious my uh, my assertion was for Tress to knock it off because if you're going to do that uh, and I'm going to have to see that, then I'm going to call you on it and you're not going to get upset and then DM me afterwards and say, hey, why did you do that to me publicly uh, when you shouldn't have been behaving poorly in the first place? It's unprofessional. Uh, if you're going to be somebody who wants to work in the media, you need to recognize that. I don't care if you're a fan site or not. I've desperately tried to break the F-words guys of saying we about the Tennessee Titans because they've never donned a Tennessee Titans uniform, nor do they play for the team or work for the team. Uh, but that's not a battle that, that, is, that I am willing to fight as this one because this one is stupid. And so when Tress, I saw Tress didn't at me, and Tress said that he was not going to name names, I saw this because I follow Tress. And so my response to that uh, was to get on Twitter this morning and, and sideswipe Tress in a way that probably wasn't necessary, but I did it because I'm tired of this crap. It's a bad look. I don't appreciate when people, uh, when people who aren't in this business, who are not yet in this business, I should say, again, Respect for those who are trying to get in this business. It's not an easy thing to do. But when I, say, when I saw Tress calling me soft and yet not willing to name names, as he said, I quote tweeted him and said, name names, no worries. Didn't tell you to stop tweeting, guys. I told you to stop instigating things like Bates and Paul when you're not in Nashville at practice or in the locker room ever to talk to them in person after you stir stuff up. If you're going to play media, be professional. That's what I said on Twitter, at Buck Rising is where you can follow me at A to Z Sports is where you can follow my employer. It pissed me off. It's not necessary. It probably wasn't necessary uh, for me to sideswipe Tress the way that I did. Uh, but if you're gonna if you're gonna do this stuff, don't twist people's words. Don't make yourself part of the conversation because you're twisting words. Don't agitate football players who aren't gonna differentiate between you, somebody who is trying to do this, and people who actually do this, and then make our jobs harder as a, as, as a result. Uh, my approach is softer, yes, because I would prefer to have a conversation with the players before I go and make a form my opinions and relay those uh, to you all based on the information that I have and the information that I receive in the locker room. Paul Kaharski asks must much tougher questions more regularly than I would say anybody. Paul would also tell you, I'm sure, publicly or privately, that Paul is probably regretful sometimes when he lets the things get out of his mouth that he does. Uh, but or in the way that he asks questions, because Paul gets irritated and just kind of snaps. It's not. It doesn't make Paul. Well, it does make Paul harder, I guess, than the rest of us. But a softer approach doesn't necessarily make people soft. I'm not out here looking for guys to to give me information and to, to you know give me tidbits that help to help break news because I'm trying to be friends with them. These are not my friends. These are my coworkers. In, in essence, I mean the players. I'm sure would would cringe at the idea that I just called them co-workers, but I spend more time around the, the, the Titans players and coaches than I do anybody in my life. I'm there every day. Uh, and so it, there has to be a productive working relationship. It does not need to be needlessly contentious. And uh, you'll forgive me if I'm going to take people out, if, if I'm going to follow you on Twitter. And I mean, maybe the solution is just to unfollow Tress, but I don't want to do that because that's, you know, again, I respect what he's trying to do. I do not respect the way in which he's trying to do it. 
And that's all I wanted to say. That was wildly self-involved, probably useless to the vast majority of you who don't care about what's going on in the Titans media, but some of you do like the inside baseball stuff. Uh, And so I thought I would just take the opportunity to explain it to you all. um, And then rather than getting in some Twitter argument that I'm not going to win because nobody wins arguments on Twitter and I'm not trying to win an argument because my point is right. I'm dealing with somebody who doesn't understand the day-to-day workings of the media and is making his own assertions because of it. That's totally fine. All I'm saying is what, what Tajay Sharp said last year, stay your lane. <laughs> that's all. And that's going to do it for us today here on the 615 Sessions. Uh, many thanks to Corey Davis, Titans wide receiver, for stopping by and giving us some of his time. Thanks, of course, to our benevolent benefactors, Austin Stanley and Zach Bingham of A to Z Sports, Nashville's live on-demand sports talk show, weekdays, 8 a.m., streaming on Facebook Live, and Periscope is where you can find the boys. Thanks to them for making the 615 Sessions possible. Thanks to you all who rate, review, and subscribe to the 615 Sessions, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the Corey Davis interview, I promise you we have many more interviews that you will enjoy. If you are new to the program here, Rashawn Evans has been a guest. Kevin Byard has been a guest. Teron Davenport, Tiffany Blackman of the NFL Network, Mickey Ryan of 3HL. The list goes on and on and on and on, and it will continue to go on as long as I am sitting here as somebody who is legitimate media for the Tennessee Titans. That being said, I'm Buck Rising reminding you to stay hot, Nashville. We'll talk to you Tuesday after Memorial Day right here on the 615 Sessions presented by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.